Hey everybody and welcome to this weekly update video. What I want to cover this week is the Azure news and also how I've been noticing some parallels for women in farming and women in technology. So stay tuned. Everybody, welcome to this weekly update. I hope you're all doing well and potentially you might be enjoying a long weekend for some of us. It's um, traditional Easter holidays in some countries, so um, I hope you're all enjoying whatever, whatever you have planned for this weekend. Now, in terms of the Azure news, there's at least four bits of news that I want to cover off. There has been a lot this week, um, but I've, I've picked out four that I think are quite relevant. So I wanted to share them and, and just help you keep up to date with what's happening. Now, the first bit of news is that in general availability is the ability to um, actually monitor your express route connections and um, you know issues and stuff like that within Azure Monitor Network Insights. So this looks quite interesting and I think we've spoke about this before when it was in private preview about where we're removing the networking insights and um, but now it's in general availability so you can see what's happening with the configuration of your express route and any performance issues or performance problems that you may have to troubleshoot or want to understand they are now within the Azure Monitor Network Insights. So definitely check that out and see how you can use that within your environment. Now, following on from the networking kind of news theme, there is now general availability and general support for Azure Private Link with Azure Cache for Redis. Um, now, if you're not familiar with um, Azure Private Link, it is the ability to transfer information and data privately between Azure services and you um, and your environment on that virtual networking peer. Um, for a lot of customers, they need that extra level of security, the less exposure, um, and they also need Private Link for compliance needs depending on the environment and industry that they work on. Um, so it's now supported to implement that with Azure Cache for Redis. Um, Azure Cache for Redis, which is not easy to say, um, obviously helps provide that global kind of distributed CDN type network facility um, for you. So the feature is now available within that. So you can now join up Azure Private Link and Azure Cache for Redis. Again, I can't say that properly. Um, together. So again, generally preview, um, general availability, sorry. So it is probably a chance for you to maybe re-architect or have a look, or if you are designing something that involves that, then you can now implement that feature. So again, check that out and see how it can help your environment, how you can leverage that new functionality. Now in public preview is the support for um, Azure DevOps to help build your Azure static web apps. Um, Azure static web apps are still in preview and it's a kind of automated way of um, building your website quite quickly and quite easily. I've been using Azure Git at GitHub Actions um, to deploy a small website to the Azure static web apps preview and that pipeline works amazing, really simple to set up, really easy to implement and now what we have is support in Azure DevOps to do the exact same thing, to have your code your website stored in an Azure DevOps repo or another repository that's supported by Azure DevOps and then the pipeline can be set up to automatically pick all that code up, detect it, build it and push it out to your Azure static web app. Um, so an exciting feature we've seen there um, 
The reason I really did want to call out this was that my friend and colleague April Edwards was involved in actually writing the documentation so I know this was a big project for her so well done April and yeah definitely check out that documentation and see how this can you um, help you. Um, I haven't used the Azure DevOps version but like I said I've been using the Azure GitHub um, sorry the GitHub Actions version to build my Azure static web app so um, hopefully the same functionality and same ease to implement that is there with the Azure DevOps um, version as well. And last but not least, generally available is the ability to actually back up your Azure managed disks with Azure Backup. Um, so I think this was something that was um, muted in private preview or public preview earlier this year in 2021 is now generally available. So the support is there, now there within Azure Backup to back up your Azure managed disks. So again, check that out if you are leveraging Azure managed disks um, and you can now back them up successfully, hopefully within Azure Backup. Now this week has been a bit of a quick week and um, definitely a whirlwind. I definitely got caught out with the fact that um, Friday is a day off and Monday next week is a day off as well. I wasn't ready for four day weeks, two, tro two in a row. Um, my commitments have definitely um, started to um, stray into some overtime at the end of the working week. Something I did do out of hours this week though was have a chat with some friends and some colleagues about a about blogging. Um, we spent an hour on a live stream um, and a huge thank you to all of them that, that joined in and gave up their time to do that. We were basically talking about why we all blog, how we picked our blogging platform, what's important to us, how we share our content out, how we get that amplification of our content and um, yeah, just our general tips and general advice on blogging. Um, it was great to see a lot of people actually on the live stream and commenting and asking questions and people in the chat were helping each other out. Um, it was a really fun session actually. Um, I found lately sometimes that virtual sessions actually draw more energy from me and don't invigorate me the way that I I used to enjoy doing the in-person events and this was certainly a, a virtual event that left me absolutely buzzing with energy and enthusiasm and loving the community and the support and the people involved in the community. So if you haven't checked that out, if you didn't join us for the live stream, please do check it out. It is recorded and I'll pop, pop a link um, in the corner here. Um, I have went through it and put little markers or little chapter markers for the different topics that we were talking about and when we were talking about them. So if you don't want to watch the hour long stream, you can have a look and dive into the different sections. Like I say, we were talking about why we why we blog and what platforms we all use and why we use them, how we amplify our content. Um, Chris had some great ideas and great functionality and hopefully they'll be blogging about how he does all that and how he amplifies his content. Um, and yeah, we were just sharing general tips about getting started and how to get your voice out there and why you should get your voice out there. So yeah, it was a really, really good session. And People have been asking if we're going to be doing more of those kind of panel discussion sessions. Potentially, we'll see. We'll see what's in the pipeline. Um, see if I can round up some people to talk about another subject and, and have that again. So, um, yeah, thank you to everybody that was involved in that. Now, I've been reading a book at the moment. I've been delving through my reading pile um, since I've been at home and obviously everything's kind of shut at the moment for COVID. Um, and at the moment I'm reading um, this book called Call Me Red, um, which is a it's a journey with Hannah Jackson, who is a shepherdess here in the UK. Um, so Hannah grew up in Liverpool in England and a very town, central city centre type area, no farming generations at all 
fell in love with farming on a holiday and is now uh, a farmer. She runs a family farm and she is the sole farmer um, or the main farmer um, for that family farm. And she's wrote a book. She's quite popular in terms of social media um, and she's been on a lot of programmes, farming programmes here in the UK. So I've been really enjoying her book, but she's getting to talk the sections where she talks about her social media engagement and how she's been bullied and trolled on social media and how she's let it affect certain parts of her life, certain decisions about what she should do with her career and the direction she should be going in and um, how she's kind of turned that around from, you know, focusing on that social media trolls and, and the bullying and, and actually f- kind of forgotten about it largely. Um, I think you know, she probably still gets it and she probably still, you know, feels the impact of those negative, those nasty, horrible comments that I'm sure we've all received on social media at some point um, and it gets low from them. But she talks about how she deals with some of that. So I've really enjoyed that portion um, because it's something that I have struggled with um, as well. I think the more that I've been out there as such on social media, the more I've attracted trolls and I've attracted people who feel they're entitled to push their opinion and give judgment on the choices that I've made. So it's, it's been quite interesting reading what she has dealt with and how she's dealt with it. And she's also talking about um, women in farming. And I started to draw some comparisons to women in tech, to be honest. Um, I think in the book she talks about how there's one in five farmers in the UK are actually women, which is a really poor statistic and something that she's passionate about growing and there should be more women representation um, across the board. Um, you know, getting more women to, to come out of the kitchen, that traditional role that they all have within the farming community, raising children, doing the paperwork, you know, cooking and cleaning um, and actually being part partnership within the farming um you know that they live on you know being a partner with their husband being a partner with their partner um however it may work she's very passionate about you know making sure that women are represented in the farming community um and i know here in scotland we have um some dedicated um agricultural kind of community set up to you know not necessarily be sexist against men but to make sure that women's voices are being heard and we have some women only forums where we do that and I was thinking how this related to women in tech because we all know that women in tech are underrepresented are often pushed out of um, the industry or not encouraged to go into the industry because of the stereotypes because of the the representations they see much like farming you know if you pick up a children's book it's obviously it's often a male farmer that they're they're centering the story around not a female farmer so that has um, connotations and 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 no negative impact on people going into the farming industry um, later in their career because they don't necessarily see someone like themselves in those children's books and stories and that's very similar to women in tech. Now I haven't always been a great ally for women in tech. I've, I'm a bit like what Hannah was saying in the book here. She is able and confident to go into a room and to go into a meeting, go into a committee, a community where it's all male. She can, you know, interact with that that community. She's not shy in terms of that. She can have that banter, the crack um, that the farmers all have with her. Um, and I've been very much the same. Um, I can go into a community room where it's all male and I'm the only female and not feel necessarily excluded. Um, it does feel a bit awkward sometimes, but I can have that banter. I have, have that conversation and I'm not necessarily frightened to do that but not all women um, 
are confident doing that um, and we need to make sure that we represent them, that we are being an ally for those people who are not comfortable going into rooms full of males um, or, or whatever and, and just being those good allies and showing them and supporting them and stuff like that. And Hannah talks about how that's something that we have to do in the farming community. And I thought it was such a great parallel to what we face in women in tech and how my opinion of women in tech has evolved over the last few years as I've matured and been in the industry longer. Um, it's something I've actually talked to Lisa um, of Lisa at the Edge about in the few, uh, past. You know, she's been of the same mindset as me that, you know, she has avoided almost women in tech things because it just didn't feel right, didn't feel authentic. And now she's starting to be quite um, involved in it. I saw her and Sharon doing a talk recently at the Bradford um, Azure user group, I think, about women in tech and how to be a good ally. And, you know, as we've got older, we've both um, decided to to be a, a bit bigger support. So, yeah, it was, it's been really interesting listening to Hannah's story in the farming community and how women deal with it um, and how we deal with it in women in tech um, and how my mindset has changed um, as well. So, yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting par parallel. Definitely, if you are, you know looking for an inspirational read if you're even a tiny bit interested in farming understanding how someone who maybe isn't a first generation who isn't a far coming from a farmer generation is a first gen a generation farmer finding it more about lamb produce and how we you know grow um rear sheep to become you know those um, lamb chops in our supermarkets and butchers then I definitely do recommend that you have a read of this call me red book um, or even just follow Hannah um, on social media she's very active on Instagram and I think she's active on Twitter as well um, so lots of things you can learn and like I say I've drew a lot of parallels from her experiences into the IT industry as well so really interesting read for sure um, I have a lot of chores to do outside and um, hopefully it's going to be really nice today and um, the weather forecast is to be nice here in Scotland so I've got a lot of gardening chores to do outside so I'm going to sign off everybody but have a good weekend have a good um, time with whatever you're doing whether you'll be working or whether you'll be taking some time off um, and I'll catch you in my next video.